Ladies and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary. Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Tape. And here's your host, Joey Valentine. One piece of eight. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. How you like that intro? That fucking kicks ass, doesn't it? Man, that is, uh, if you don't know that song, that's New World Order, NWO, by the band Ministry. And if you were alive when that album came out, if you were a teenager like me, it was like ripping shit up, man. It had Jesus Built My Hot Rod with the singer from Butthole Surfers, uh, Gibby Haynes, was the singer on that song but that whole album psalm 69 just fucking rips shit up man and it's funny because ministry before that had always been uh, an industrial band they had songs like every day is halloween and it was very electronic and then they came out and al jorgensen completely retooled the band i highly suggest if you like some good fucking metal uh pick up psalm 69 i think it came out in 1992 I was just a little young in there, but everybody I knew had it on cassette. Who we jamming that shit in the hallways at high school? That was the greatest time in music that was happening right then. I mean, you had Nevermind by Nirvana, you had Pearl Jam 10, you had Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger, you had Stone Temple Pilots coming out with their first album. I think it was called Core. I mean, I know I'm missing like a ton, but there was so much good music going on. It was just like this epic era of music that will never be duplicated like when i listen to music from the 60s you know like led zeppelin and hendrix and all the classics that rock and shit that everybody knows you know like you think oh man you know they were all getting high they were having beers and they were driving around in fucking hot rods and it was just such a great time to be alive and it probably was and that was an era of music where many artists have attempted to duplicate it but they never will they're never going to be able to all you can do is just Play music that's influenced by them, but no one's going to be able to recreate that. Well, that's the same thing that happened right in 1990 when all that music, it was like as soon as we closed the door on the 80s, you know, it was like, by 80s, and the 90s hit, and then it was like, and we were all like, uh, what, what was what was that? Oh, when the Metallica album came out, fucking the Black album by Metallica, where everyone was like, they sold out, man! It's really funny because all my metal friends, right? They were way into Metallica. And it's true. Metallica was not a big band. They were a, like, I mean, they, they were big in the metal scene. And they made money, but they weren't making, like, Metallica money like they do now. And, you know, all my friends had the shirts, and they fucking just obsessed over Metallica. And as soon as that Black Album came out, Inner Sandman, I saw that on MTV. I was at a friend's house. There was like eight of us there. Yeah, that's right. Eight of us were sitting around watching music television. Fucking world premiere. Inner Sandman video comes on. And you just knew. You just knew from that guitar riff. You were like, what is this? And we nobody said a fucking word for four or five minutes. It was just the song. It just engulfed us. And you knew. You watched that and you heard that. And you were like, this is going to be the next big thing. And it was. It totally was. And then Green Day came out, 
And Green Day was the same thing. They were out of East Bay, Berkeley Band. I had all their albums. Hell, I had fucking had them stay at my house a long, long, long time ago when they played at the Axiom with Dinosaur Jr. Green Day, in a fucking broken-down van, drove all the way back to the Woodlands to stay at my fucking house, and I had them sign my Kriplunk album. And this was way before they got big. Hell, Blink-182 used to come to Austin, and only three people would show up for them. I hung out with those guys, too. They were the most immature fucking people besides me I've ever met in my life. I couldn't stand them. You had so much music bursting out in the 90s. If you didn't like one style, then you were going to like this, you know? And everybody, White Zombie came out. There was just so much Tool. I, I don't like Tool. I like the name. But <laughs> if you're older than me or you're younger than me and you've never familiarized yourself with that block of music that came out from 1990 to 1994, I really, really recommend. And it wasn't just the alternative bands. It was all kinds of shit, man. There was Blur. And there was like all kinds of chick bands and uh, Hole was fucking awesome. I don't know how people feel about Hole, but I, I love Courtney Love's music. I don't, uh, <laughs> i tell you one thing, man. I went and saw Hole about 12 years ago at the, um, I don't remember where the hell that was. It was somewhere in Houston and we got there and me and my, me and the devil went to that show. And so we went up to the balcony and we could see to the left of the stage, we could see into the dressing room and where Courtney Love was. And we saw her like popping pills, swigging fucking booze. I mean, I always thought, you know, uh, people get fucked up at big events, right? And that's just like a, a rock star persona. But I mean, this was just a little, I guess it was a big show, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't just, it wasn't like Astrodome big. I mean, there was maybe like a couple hundred people there to see whole. Okay, this wasn't a fucking monster show. This was, I was close enough to Courtney to where, you know, like if she had something written on her, I could read it. Okay, so I'm sitting here watching her and she's fucking popping pills and smoking something. She's got like a gallon of booze and she keeps chugging it. And sure enough, she came out and she fucking sucked. She fucked up every song and laughed and giggled. And the girls, there were so many girls there, so many girls that were like, Courtney Love. And they just ate it up. They didn't care if she played like shit. And honestly, I didn't either. It was very entertaining to see her laugh at how bad she was playing on stage. Kind of like on this show, when I get to laughing about how stupid I am and the dumb shit I say, and I'm the only one laughing. <laughs> Courtney Love looked like that on stage, and it was it was adorable. I worry for her. Uh, the human body can only take so much abuse. I mean, in theory, Keith uh, Richards is still somehow alive. So, welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I'm Joey Valentine. That was my awesome new ministry intro. I think I'm going to keep that. That's pretty fucking rocking. It's January the 16th, 2023, Monday. Did you guys have a great weekend? A lot of football going on. The Cowboys will be playing tonight against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, unfortunately, Tom Brady is 7-0 and against the Dallas Cowboys in his career. So, that doesn't really look good for Dallas. And Dak Prescott keeps choking on a big dick every time he plays. So I don't, uh, I don't have a whole lot of positive feelings going into this game. Tom Brady's the man. I don't like him. I don't dislike him, but I don't like him. I don't think like, oh, um, Tom Brady's my hero. But I don't really care for Tom Brady. And he's like the comeback kid. You know, he'll all, he's always down like 50 fucking points. And then with 30 seconds to go, he somehow scores a dozen touchdowns. I fucking hate that shit. But the Buffalo Bills won. Good for them. The Vikings lost, of course. I tell you, it must be hard to be a Minnesota fan 
Let me tell you what record your team holds if you like the Vikings. <laughs> they hold the record for most trips to the Super Bowl without ever winning one. They are 0-5. Five. five trips to the Super Bowl and still haven't gotten one. That's worse than the Bills. And the Bills have been like three or four times. But I'm rooting for the Bills. If the Cowboys drop out, I want, I want to see the Bills win, man. I think Bills, Buffalo, period, Buffalo fans deserve a win. They, for anyone who lives in a town like Buffalo and is always just covered in snow and has the shittiest teams, anyone who's willing to stick through their entire lifetime supporting that team, you guys deserve a Super Bowl. I mean, even if it's like fixed, just give it to them. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick little break and we'll be right back. This is Lafayette from Nerds Talking the Podcast. And when I'm not hanging out with Joya Valentine, I'm probably doing butt stuff. Jacob, I'm going to go and see a movie. I don't know, Uncle Murray. You always kind of embarrass me. Nonsense. Let's go and see a new flick. What's playing? Well, I have been kind of wanting to see that new Scarlett Johansson movie. Terrific. I'll call up my girlfriend, Lydia. The three of us will make it a date. Uh, what? Are you going to, like, do stuff? Uh, nothing more than a peck on the cheek. I'll be a gentleman. <laughs> okay. Hey. Oh, hey, there's Lydia. Lydia! Here, I'll sit in between the two of you. Oh, my God, Larry. He's getting so big. I know. He's like 12 or 19 or something. <laughs> Why would he get in hair on his little pencil? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just funning with you. Who's in this movie again? It's Scarlett Johansson. I just love her. Is she the one with the big, big titties? Hey, shut up. What? I said shut up. You shut up. You shut up. You shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. You little shit. Don't make me come down there. Shut up. You shut up. Shut up. You shut up. Shut up. You shut up. You shut up. You shut up. Yo, shut up! I got a big tub of popcorn for you and me to share, Lydia. Oh, Mara, you're so considerate. Oh, I'd like some popcorn, too. Uh, no, Jacob, that's popcorns for Lydia. Oh, it feels like there's something in here. Oh, gross! Jacob, I told you the popcorn was for Lydia. Mary, did you put your cock in the popcorn again? <laughs> you know me. Shut the fuck up. No, shut the fuck up. Hi. I think there was lactose in that butter. Uh, Jacob, empty out that bucket. Oh, why? Hurry! Show another day. Oh, for Christ's sake, Murray, just come back to my house. We can change the shorts. Uh, uh, Jacob, you gonna be here okay by yourself? I couldn't possibly be any worse off than with you. Okay, but uh, lesson learned, right? 
Don't take popcorn from strangers. <laughs> Don't tell your parents about that. That's an all-new June Half-Man this Thursday on NBC. All right, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Gotta love that Jew and a Half Man. That show's running strong, getting high ratings. I never miss an episode. You shouldn't either. Uh, <laughs> Court says Geico doesn't have to pay a woman $5.2 million for an STD she contracted in a car. It looks as if Geico will be off the hook for one of the wildest auto insurance claims the company has probably ever received. Last year, a court ordered Geico to pay $5.2 million to a woman who claims she got a sexually transmitted disease during a romantic encounter in a car insured by Geico. Now, Missouri Supreme Court has vacated that ruling. The case was shocking when it hit the news last summer. A woman whose identity was concealed for obvious reasons, which would be, yeah, that's pretty fucking embarrassing, one, to say you got it, and two, to actually go through it suing Geico. Uh, but... In early 2021, she found out that she had contracted HEB, I mean, HPV, a sexually transmissible virus that can cause cervical cancer. She alleged that the man acted negligently by not disclosing his HPV positive status. Now, I'm still unclear on how this is Geico's fault. And if she had sex, that's like right there. You didn't have a case. You can't blame the car. That's like blaming the mattress manufacturer. Or anybody that's in your fucking room. I'm going to sue the guy that made the bed, the sheets, the pillowcase, George Lucas for all these toys that stare at me when I whack it. It's so insane, man. It doesn't say whether she had sex or not, but I just was assuming it was a not. But what happened? Was there like an exchange of fluids where she was so doused in it that when she got off of the fucking car seat, it was like... You know? Like... Oh, okay. I'll stop. Anyway, so yeah, that happened. All right, I got a treat for you guys in the second half of the show. In my never-ending quest to try and clean up my act and not be such a potty mouth, I thought, wouldn't it be cute if I had a list of words that sound dirty but aren't? It'll be fun. Uh, but I can make them dirty. <laughs> so I wrote out a whole long list. And I'm going to share them with you now. These are words that are dirty sounding, but aren't dirty. Number one, spermophile. Spermophile. A terrestrial burrowing rodent. A ground squirrel. Uvula. The uvula is that little thing that hangs down in the back of your throat, you know, a little punching bag. It's called a uvula. Although it sounds awfully close to something else. Pusillanimous. A lack of courage. Shuttlecock. Dongle. Dongle is a small device that you use to plug your mouse in to make it wireless. Bunghole. The <laughs> bunghole is the side of a wine barrel. Sexagenarian. A person in their 60s. Angina. Chest pain on the left side, usually associated with heart disease. Diphthong. A sound formed by the combination of two vowels in a single syllable, in which the sound begins as one vowel and moves towards another. 
I'd sure like to dip thong into her bunghole. Titular formication, not born formication. The sensation of bugs crawling on your skin. Weenus, the loose skin covering the outside of the elbow joint. Spelunking. <laughs> I love that word. Exploration of caves. I'd sure like to spelunk her bunghole. <laughs> Matriculate. Be enrolled at a college. Interobang. A non-standard punctuation mark. Sextuple. Consisting of six parts or things. Defenestration. To throw someone out of a window. Fiddling. Annoyingly trivial or petty. Prostrate. Lying face down. Bangkok. A location. Poop deck. <laughs> Skin flint. Tit up. Pussyfoot. Oregoni. Penal. Plethora. Cockpit. Cumin. Nepotism. Muckluck. Panini. Fuddruckers. Spotted dick. Crepuscular. Petcock. Moist. Woodcock. Uranus. Cork. Succotash. Thespian. Pianist. Hooch. Kumquat. Manhole. Fornication. And masticate. All of these are acceptable words in your day-to-day vocabulary. You know, I remember in Dallas one time, me and my friend Sean, we were just, we wanted to go to a gay bar because we'd never been to one. And so we were like, let's go and let's just see what happens. See if men like us, which they didn't because one, gay men know when you're not gay. And two, I guess we're really not very attractive for gay men's eyes. Fine, I can live with that. But we went through the phone book. Yes, I'm serious. We went through the phone book and we found one called the cockpit. And so I remember wearing like the gayest clothes I thought I had, which was like this gray. So I had all these work clothes when I was at Blue Cross. So I had this like gray sweater. And so we drove like 30 minutes outside of Dallas to go to this club. And it ended up being a club full of pilots. No bullshit. The cockpit. Dudes in pilot uniforms that are staying in town during their uh, layovers or whatever before they fly into the plane home. So that was disappointing. Well, I think that's going to wrap me up tonight. Hope you guys had a fun time. Hope everybody had a great uh, whatever. And uh, today, most importantly, we celebrate the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. So... While all of you will probably have the day off, I'll be at work. But nonetheless, still must give props to the Reverend King. Remember, there is the Fat Guy Loves Cake YouTube channel. I just posted a video about the Sopranos that's actually doing really, really well. I didn't promote it or anything, and it's like in one day it had 400 views. That's like, for me, that might as well be like a trillion. Uh, so check out the page. Fat Guy Loves Cake at Yahoo.com is how you can message me. Hug your children, kiss your kitty cats, and please be nice. I'll see you on Wednesday.